How is this podcast like a writing desk? Well, it contains whimsical mischief, unforgettable characters, food that makes you grow bigger or smaller, and six impossible things before breakfast. Listener discretion is advised. Lewis Carroll must have been taking a lot of LSD when he wrote this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? And it's me, Jack, Jack, again, because I can't get enough of this stuff. Oh, and you should be happy because this is your happy month. You've been so happy, especially with this one, because uh, something we didn't say was that last episode actually happened on a very special day for Miss Jackie. Unfortunately, it was not her unbirthday. No, it was my actual birthday! Yes. <laughs> it was your actual birthday, and it was my unbirthday. A very merry unbirthday to me. Uh, go ahead and blow. Well, it's a very merry birthday to you. Yep. So blow the candles, make a wish, and that's your mission true. A very merry unbirthday to you. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at at gmail.com. I am at zansparkin.com. And I am Jackie at lunaboton007 at gmail.com. And beforehand, remember, uh, before we get any further, remember, Sparkin is some podcast and may reviews about connected enhanced narratives. Every episode will tell you about one to two movies, depending on the situation or books or games. And we tell you if it's worth watching, if it's worth reading, what's great about it, what's bad about it, and if it's just even worth your time. You don't have to listen to anything we say, but I've heard we're a little entertaining. Just a little bit, right? Just a little bit, yes. And we're having a lot of fun because we've been talking about movies that are, are fitting our theme month of... Fantasy, family, and fantastic pixies. That's right. And this has been our month of Disney. We've been going... Actually, we're having two Disney months. This is our more human-type Disney characters because there are other Disney movies because you have... The ones which are realistic and the ones which are completely fanciful. These are the ones which are kind of, well, they're human characters. This one's the only one which is kind of, it goes in the weird way because there's only like three human characters in the whole movie or is it like five? I think like five. 
I mean, you count the... Well, we can get into that in a little bit. But this one's interesting because it actually came out a year after our last movie, which we talked about, which was Cinderella. Yeah, it took yeah. 20 years from Snow to Cinderella and a year from Cinderella to Alice in Wonderland. So uh, animators definitely working it pretty good. Oh, yeah, no, they definitely had some fire in their stomachs to get them to hurry up, or they were inspired by it. I mean, to do it in that short amount of time is really impressive. So this film did come out literally, it wasn't even a year, it was just, it was, no, it was a year and like three months, right? Yeah, yeah. And this film was directed by, instead of four guys, it's only directed by two guys. This was directed by Clyde Jerome again. He did good last time, so I guess they gave him a second shot. Yep. I guess he did a good job with the uh, with the other one. And it's written by a bunch of people, except for our friend Pierce Pierce. He's not in the writer's room. Oh, he finally got kicked out. Uh, I heard his next film was, like, later on. Like, he worked on Disney film in the late 90s, so I was like, whoa. Oh, okay. But they wrote a pretty faithful adaptation of the first half of Lewis Carroll's episodic story, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. This covers just the first part. Adventures in Wonderland. They never did the sequel. Right. I know we should say, oh yeah, this is, we usually hide, but this is an Alice in Wonderland, and it's starring a lot of people. Heather Angel, Bill Thompson, Jay Pat O'Malley, Verna Felton, Jerry Cullen, Sterling Holloway, Richard Hyden, and then my personal favorite actor in the film, Ed Wynn. He's not my favorite character, but he's my favorite actor, because Ed Wynn is hysterical. He's the guy that has that really high-pitched voice that you think of King Candy. Like, yeah. He's that guy. He has that high-pitched, very... I can't even do it anymore, but you know the guy I'm talking about, right? What's all like the lisp? Yeah, yeah. Yes, he has the lisp, and he he was in Mary Poppins as Uncle Albert, the laughing guy who floats to the ceiling. Yes. I love him. He's a funny and clever actor. It's a shame he died in the 60s. I would love to see him in all this. And then this film is starring Catherine... Beaumont. And I think she's the best voice actress we've had so far out of the three films, honestly. Because she's a little girl and she sounds like a little girl. Yes, definitely uh, fits the part. Would you think that they should have had an older girl do it? Or you think that was fine just the way they had her? No, I think for this movie because of the trend of women that they had voicing the main characters, I think she fits it just fine. And this is as we said, it's Alice in Wonderland. Came out in July... 1956, and what was the budget on this? Budget was $3 million. How much did it make back? Did they make back? I, I'm looking, but I'm not seeing. I don't know how much they made back. Doesn't say, which it's is very not, unusual. Well, it might be because it's still... Mm. It might um, still be under, under lock and key. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're not supposed to know. We'll never know. No, they don't want us to know. Wahahaha. Oh. But yeah, okay, if the budget is three million, we can probably assume it's up to like 450.8 million now or something. Oh yes, definitely, because it is, this one's a popular one, especially among the 50s crowd, because they were all reading into the lines a little bit more than we thought. Right. The subculture was very weird back then, or still is. Yes. And so, for those of you who don't know, how would you describe... Alice in Wonderland. Um, Alice in Wonderland. Um, I don't like. I don't want to say 
I, I want to say that like it's an acid trip because that's what everybody else says. Everybody says it. you got to be on drugs to watch it. Yeah, there's a lot of innuendos. There are a lot of innuendos, but still, the basic story is that Alice is being taught manners by her older sister or being told history and she has an imagination and her sister's like no 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 you can't have imagination you have to think of logic it's, and reason it's a typical girl dreaming about impossible things what little girl doesn't think of impossible things when they don't want to think about their schoolwork well that's true but as she's telling dinah this that she'd rather live in a magical nonsense magic land called wonderland she notices a little guy running across the grass in front of her, saying, I'm late! I'm late! I, I'm for, late! For a very important date! Sometimes you say hello, goodbye, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late! It's a white rabbit. It's like my theme song. Dun 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 And from this point on, she follows this white rabbit into a giant hole in a tree, and she ends up falling down into Wonderland. I mean, on one hand, it could be, oh, she went to Wonderland. Another option, which she could go very dark, is that she may have fell and hit her head and she's in a coma. At the bottom of a hole where nobody will find her. Or, more realistically, what they're going at is she's dreaming the whole thing. We don't know, though. Well, actually, is she dreaming? No, at the end of this one, when she is dreaming, it's the other ones that... That's true, that's right, because at the end, the doorknob tells her you're dreaming, you have to wake yourself up. Right. But the question is, did it really happen? Oh, yeah, that's what you have to figure out. Well, what happens is that she ends up going in this rabbit hole, and she floats down, and then she's in the magical world of Wonderland, where she meets lots of intriguing people, like the caterpillar who smokes from a hookah, and then Tweedledee and Tweedledum, who tell a horrific story about the walrus and the carpenter. Kalukalate, let's go and play for cabbages and kings. It's kind of a horrific story. It is. It's really bad. I completely forgot how messed up it was. I mean, it's telling you uh, don't be curious. And then, of course, the animal foot race where they go nowhere. Yeah. They just run in a circle. It's like, who's winning? I don't know. Why are we running? I don't know. And also, she finds out about the mushrooms and the drinks that make her big and small, depending on what she eats. And then she finds a white rabbit, me, though. And then the white rabbit thinks that she's his maid for some weird reason, calling him Marianne. Yeah, that. He keeps calling her Marianne. Marianne, Marianne, find my gloves, Marianne. That's nothing, nothing like letting a... Uh... Nothing like a letting a stranger in your house. It's like you can't see her. It's so weird. It's a little messed up because I now here's me just thinking, why would he have the little cookies that make you bigger next to his nightstand? Well, maybe it doesn't affect him. True. Because she's an outsider. It may affect her differently. I don't... That's my theory anyway. I just love it. Like, when she turns to a giant again, I love that Bill says, why don't we just scare her out and then the dodo is just like no i have a better idea we'll burn the house down yeah and they, and like, they go with it it's like wait what like wait a minute 
I mean, eventually the rabbit's like, wait, no, you can't burn my house down. That's my house. Oh, we'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll get rid of your monster. Like, the yeah, rabbit seems to have some sort of logic, even though he is out of his mind. Because everyone in... Underneath everything, there's logic. If you really pay attention to what's going on, there's logic. I would agree, except for three characters who show up who are my favorite characters. Because after the rabbit, okay. she ends... Well, she meets the, the caterpillar who is kind of logical in a weird sort of way, but the Cheshire Cat, the Mad Hatter, and the March Hare and the Dormouse, they have no logic. There's none. <laughs> I mean, the Cheshire, yeah, uh... the Cheshire Cat with his was brillig with the slivy toad and the gyre and gimbal in the way. There is logic. Some Well, I see the logic. I see the logic with them, though. Mm. That's me, though. No, there's... I mean, they, they're, they're, they're completely insane. They are complete like... What makes but uh, all the best people are. That is very true. That is totally so, true. That's why the they're, they're probably the best characters because they're mad. Yes, and the Dormouse is the cutest because I like that he's always sleeping. <laughs> yes, almost drunk. Yeah, and again, Mad Hatter's voiced by Edwin, so it kind of works. He's all kooky and weird. Why is a raven like a writing desk? The age-old question. The March Hare yeah. is just kind of creepy, though. Yeah. March, he's always been weird, but he's... There's, there's a reason to it. And obviously, we can't even compare this to the, the real version, because it's so we, different. And I like this version a lot better than the original story, because the original story is very different. I mean, the fact you have two warring queens and all this other stuff going on. This is just simply a girl's daydream. And then her running well, in... Well, again, it's, it's Disney-fied, which is totally fine. Because I think Disney did a fantastic job really making it his own. I agree, and it is in its own unique madness that works so well. And the one thing I will yeah. say, say is that the adaptation, I think, is terrible. I will not... There's, But it's it has its own cohesiveness, which works. People have written theses on this movie, so we can't get into, go too deep into it, because we'll be going too far down the proverbial rabbit hole. Jumping down the rabbit hole. But I will say that the next part has one of my favorite bits, is when she cries and all the flowers start singing to her. And she and the Cheshire Cat shows her how to get to the hedge maze, which is where the all the cards are red. the rose is red. Painting the rose is red. We'll paint them or, or we'll soon be dead. We're painting the rose is red. Which is really morbid, because <laughs> they have to paint the roses red, or they're going to get decapitated by the queen. Yep, doesn't make any sense. Because the queen's evil, and the king of hearts. Well, again, I don't think it's evil, it's madness. I agree. She's the least threatening out of all of the villains we've had so far, because she has a sweet side to her. Yeah, it's, it's madness, and there's mental illness involved. I mean, you know, if you're nice to her and you follow her rules, you'll be perfectly fine, and you always let her win. Exactly, exactly. And her husband is that little tiny, teeny, tiny guy. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I'm pretty sure she bullied him into marrying her. <laughs> yes. Now, I love how she is invited, quote, quote, forced to play croquet with flamingos and hedgehogs. Yeah. After I saw that movie, I had a croquet set. After I saw that movie, I refused to play it ever again. Because you thought... I thought was... I was... Yes, I did. I actually kind of thought that they were flamingos and hedgehogs. I didn't want to hurt them. Again, I was like five, but still. I bet you they have a set that looks like the hedgehogs. Don't tell me that, because that would be really bad. (laughs) 
I'd buy I it. I mean, when you're a little, when you're a little kid, things look differently. And with this movie, I took that and I took it kind of seriously. They actually had it. Oh my god! It's forty five dollars. Wow. Okay, guys, forty five dollars. Send it to our Indiegogo campaign so we can make an actual version of this game. Oh my gosh! But then we have to have people dressed up as the cards. That would be really cool. That would be a cool con meetup. Everyone dresses up as characters from Alice in Wonderland. We need we need cards. That would be really cool. And then from there it gets into complete insanity, and then we said she wakes up. This and film, total chaos. Yeah. Out of all of them, this film is the most visually stunning out of the ones we've talked about. It is so bright and cheery and crazy and out there. There are weird images everywhere. Yes. And I do mean weird images. Like, what's the weirdest uh, thing yeah, you it is. It is very trippy. I love the rocking horsefly and the bride and butterfly. The flowers were mean, but they had a beautiful the song. The flowers were nasty. I don't understand why they would sing and then they'd be like, well, what kind of flower are you? Because you're so lovely. Oh, you're a weed. Get out of here. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. But it's not supposed to, so. No, it doesn't. I think the weirdest thing was seeing when she first lands, all the stuff in the hole as she's going down. Yeah, because she's drifting through the time-space continuum. Where is the doctor when you need him? Exactly. Uh, they should flip a TARDIS in there. They really should have. They should flip a TARDIS in, like, the new movies. They should. It is visually stunning. I mean, if you... Considering what went into it, again, looking at that, it's 1950s. And now we're watching, and now that we're, what, three? Three movies in? You yeah. can see where everything is coming from. You can see the... It, you can see them evolve. You're watching these movies evolve with with the directing and the artwork and the color and the music. And the beautiful style it has. Yeah, the artwork, the style. It's absolutely coming into its own. And Disney, I guess you could say Disney really has found his niche because this it's not a movie from Grim Fairy Tale or something like that. It's from a book, which is a little different because I guess I'll, most of the Disney movies are from, you know, Grim Fairy Tales and stuff. But before Disney movies, that's pretty much what people, you know, read growing up. They'd have their Jack Tales or their, you know, Mother Goose rhymes. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people read Lewis Carroll. A lot of adults do. And this is quintessentially the greatest adaptation of Alice. There are so many adaptations, but this is considered the bookmark, the best one. And the theme song right. for it itself is like a jazz standard. The theme song is, is amazing for this one, too. I love the theme song for this. But speaking of songs, this is a weird one because there are triple the amount of songs that the other two films had in this one. But what was the song that was representing this song, you think? I honestly don't know. There are so many. I mean, except for the Alice in Wonderland, the actual choir, which that might, you could right. say that's the actual one. But I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, I guess, look, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. That is the theme. That's kind of a song that goes through it. I guess the, the very uh, happy unbirthday song. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I think it was the unbirthday song for Alice in Wonderland. That's about it. But there are so many other songs, like Painting the Roses Red and uh, Twas Brillig. I love that because it's the opening line to the Jabberwocky song. Because originally there was going to be the Jabberwocky in it, but they cut him out. Wasn't it supposed to be too scary? Yeah, I don't know. Just watch the Muppets version of the Jabberwocky poem. It's hysterical. They made it. I should. They made all of the actual creatures that were drawn in the book into Muppets, including the oh, Jabberwocky, nice. and it's uh, Scooter killing the... It's adorable. 
put a link in the show notes. Or actually, I'll put it as the singer so you can hear their rendition of it. It's very funny. But I uh, shall. So what is your favorite song? Is I it guess the, it would be the, the Happy Unbirthday, or the very Unbirthday song. Not the Walrus and the Carpenter? No, actually, I do. I never like the poem or the song. Or All in the Golden Afternoon by the Flowers and Alice? I like that one, except for the flowers were, like... Mean? Na- yeah, they were nasty. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to go with you. It's the Unbirthday song. I, I mean, I like Paying the Roses Red, we're paying the but it's just... A very merry birthday to you. It sticks with you. We should karaoke that. Okay. That sounds like a plan. But then we'd have to duet it. So I'd have to say, to you. And you'd say, to me? A very merry birthday to you. Yeah, and that works. It works, kind of. You can totally do that. You can tell we're going insane slowly. Well, yeah. That's, we're mad. Simply, simply mad. Haven't you noticed we're all mad here? All of us people are. Huh? So, your MVP for the movie. My MVP for the movie? Yep, who's your most valuable player? Who's the best character, your favorite? Chess! I love the Cheshire Cat so much. You took mine. I love the Cheshire Cat, too. So, Cheshire Cat rules, yo! I actually have a Cheshire Cat hat. I hate you. But I also have a Mad Hatter hat, too, so... Hmm. You know what's funny? I've been an Alice in Wonderland fan for, like, like hardcore fan for close to six years now, seven years, mm-hmm. I have not received a single Alice in Wonderland anything at all. Ever. Are you trying to get me to give you my Cheshire Cat hat? Is that what you're trying no, to do? No, I'm just like, hey, I know, I could have everybody listening buy me something Alice in Wonderland and I'll be overloaded. Why don't we set up an Alice That's- in Wonderland party for the spring? We could do that. You have to bring me a gift with Alice in Wonderland thing. That's it. That's what you have to do. You have to do an Alice in Wonderland party in the spring. And Ooh, why don't we just change the BBC party to the Alice in Wonderland party? Well, I could add that. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it, but I'm going to add, because it's going to be at the Alice in Wonderland statues in Central Park, I will add if you have an Alice in Wonderland cosplay that you can wear it. I will do that. I will add that. Now, because I'm such a fan. Now, does that mean that a certain person we both know that will be dressing up as the the, the Red Queen, you think? Uh, yeah, well, possibly. I mean, the mentality fits the person 100%. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we could tell him to go this way, or we could tell him to go that way. <laughs> but you, you know what I prefer? What? The shortcut. <laughs> so, I have to give this... A basket full of eat me's and a case of drink me's. I was going good. to say I would give it ten red roses. Oh, you go on that route. You go on the roses. But are they yeah. red roses or are they white roses that are painted red? They're white roses that are painted red because I painted them. Because <laughs> I do not wish to lose my head. Oh, okay. As you can tell, we really enjoy this movie. We could go on and on about this, and I think we should... I could talk Alice in Wonderland for the rest of my life and be totally happy. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, uh, we have the list of films that we will watch either inebriated, intoxicated, under the influence (laughs) of certain articles, or sleep-deprived. Should we add this to the list? Let us know. Spirekin at gmail.com or zanspirekin.com. And also, also the question for the day. The question of the day. That you can do in one day. That's a good question. That you can do in one day. 
but did we did we cover that? Did they say that in the movie though? Yeah. Well, not six impossible things. I think she said. I no. think she said something in the beginning about no, the impossible things. The quote is six impossible things, but they didn't use it in this version of the movie. I thought they did. I thought she did at the beginning. All right, well, we'll keep that either way. We'll have that as the question. And yeah, so remember, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. Email us at spirekin.gmail.com. I'm at zatspirekin.com. And I am lunabotan007 at gmail.com. You check out our Facebook page, jcosography, or White Duck Events. Or White Duck Events on Facebook. And only one month until the BBC event in Central Park. Check the show notes for more information. Yep, check us out, say hello, and all that fun stuff. And also remember, I'm going to be at Anime Boston next week, so I'm going to be releasing the last episode of this month at Anime Boston. I am running four panels. I am releasing an, a horror panel at 12 o'clock at night on Saturday, which under the bed, horror and anime and manga. Before that, at 11 o'clock, is going to be Gaijin, non-Japanese characters in anime and manga. Before that, it's going to be Gambate, sports and manga. And last but not least, at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be doing... 20 manga recommendations for grown-ups. Definitely check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next week is going to be really cool. I'm going to be really tired afterwards, though. and Very cranky. And I'm going to miss you way too much. I'm going to have nothing to do. Well, hopefully we can get the episode released before I do that so that day it's released. We'll have to see, though. Speaking of which, it's that type of all way for What do we talk about? We're talking about that one. That only. So, that's Yes, the dodecahedron, for those who don't know, 12-sided object, each side represents a different movie. What we're going to do is we're going to roll that dodecahedron, whatever number it lands on, that's reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin Movie Review, episode 108. And what do we got on our list right now? We have on our list Tangled, Mulan, Aladdin, Frozen, Brave, Little Mermaid, Beauty the Beast, Hercules, Sleeping Beauty, Princess and the Frog, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Pocahontas. And so let's roll and see what we're going to review in the next episode because we have some great movies. And all of them are technically princess movies. No real animal movies left, right? No, not really, no. Well, the animals are for next time. We have all the animal movies set up for another theme month involving Disney and the animals, including Robin Hood. And then my personal favorite, uh, let's roll into what we're going to review in the next episode. Ooh. Whoa. So it has landed on number two. So I guess that means let's get down to business to defeat defeat. the Huns. Actually, should we try to do two? All right, uh, roll it again, roll it again, roll no, it again. One we're more. Doing Let's it. We're doing this. Well, let's see if we could, if we could get two out of the way. Just because in Studio Ghibli we did that. We did the last one was two movies. So let's see if we can do it again. Let's roll and see what the okay. other one. Oh. 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 I like that. And the other one it landed on was number three. What are they about? Oh, so we have. Two of the best films that came out in the last couple of years. So next episode, we're reviewing Aladdin and Mulan. So for the next episode, we're going to be reviewing not one, but two Disney films. 
we're talking about the two films that take place in the non-European part of the world. Yes. So, we're going to have a good time. With that in mind... This is Jackie, and my favorite quote from the movie would be... And this is your Hosan for the Spark and Movie Review. And my favorite quote from 1951's Alice in Wonderland is going to be... Well, some go this way, some go that way. But as for me, myself personally, I prefer the shortcut. So that's it for this episode. I hope that it's a great day for everybody. I uh, hope you made it to your computer had fun. And finally, to you, Jackie, a very merry birthday to you, to you. A very merry mm-hmm. birthday to you. To me? It's great to drink to someone I guess that you will do. A very merry birthday. A very merry birthday to you, to you. A very merry birthday to you, to you. It's great to drink to someone and I guess that you will do. A very merry birthday to you. A very merry birthday to us, to us. A very merry birthday to us, to us. If there are no objections, let it be unanimous. A very merry birthday to us. A very merry birthday to me, to who? A very merry birthday to me, to you. Let's all congratulate me with a present, I agree. A very merry birthday to me. It really would be pleasant if you sent a little present to me, to me. Now don't get apprehensive, it don't have to be expensive, you see. For me, a motor car or new guitar would suit me to a tea. A very merry on birthday to me. We ought to throw a party to a very special party, you mean? Guess who? I ain't to be specific, but this fellow is terrific, you mean? I do. This fellow is so wonderful, let's treat him royalty. A very merry on birthday to me. exciting, colorful, wonderfully new world as Walt Disney brings to glowing life the adventures of Alice in Wonderland based on Lewis Carroll's beloved story. There are wonderful tunes for your heart, wonderful thrills for your eyes as you share with Alice the wonderful things she sees, the wonderful friends she meets. Tweedledum and Tweedledee, the walrus and the carpenter, the Mad Hatter, the March Hare, the Cheshire Cat, the White Rabbit, and many more. I'm 
Emily. I'm late. For a very important date. No time to say hello. Goodbye. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I give myself very good advice. But I very seldom follow it. A very, very young birthday. To me? To you. A very, very young birthday. To me? For you. Little birds of butterflies kiss the tulips, and the sun is like a toy balloon. There are gifts up in the morning glories in the golden tree and stood a while and thought hmm. and as enoughish thought he stood the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the tulgy wood and burbled as he came burble 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 aha one two one two and through and through the vorpal blade went snicker snack Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll. Twas brillig, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the borogoves, and the momraths outgrave. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jubjub bird, and shun the frumious bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand, Long time 
the manxum foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. And as in uffish thought he stood, the Jabberwock, with eyes aflame, came whiffling through the tulsy wood and babbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He left it dead, and with its head he went galumphing back. And hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. Oh, frabjous day, <laughs> he chortled in his joy. Twas brillig, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the borrowcoves and the mome wraths outgrave.